Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the CBC Unspoken Podcast. Uh, today we've actually got something pretty special for you guys. We actually have two special guests with us. Uh, we've got Pastor Mike and we've got uh, Brother Matthew in here, our pastor and uh, youth pastor. That um, Guys, thanks for joining us. We've, this has been a long time coming, uh, trying to get this planned. Thank you all for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting us. So, Tyler, <laughs> what do we got to talk about today? So, uh, today we got uh, planned... Once saved, always saved. Uh, this is a topic that a lot of people get confused on. I know young and my Christian walk when I was younger, um, I struggled with this a lot. And I've talked to Pastor Mike and Brother Matthew about this. Um, because it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to understand an eternal salvation. Because when we see everyday situations with other people, we... Um, if we get wronged or we do wrong, um, there's always consequences that affects other people. Um, but in the same way, too, um, you can see how you can lose grace with people that you fail. Um, but God doesn't see wrongdoings the same way we see wrongdoings. Um, they're still wrongdoings, but He views them differently when you are saved. Um, and so it's it, this is an important topic because uh, too many people fall into this mindset where they have to be perfect all the time, um, and that's it's healthy to live that way. But you have to come to the understanding that you aren't perfect; you still live in flesh. Um, but just because you live in flesh, it doesn't mean that you aren't saved anymore. Um, and so this one's kind of important for today's time. So. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, actually, one big topic that a lot of Christians, you know, the number one Bible verse they use is John 3.16. And yet a lot of the people that say, well, I can lose my salvation tomorrow. Well, no, you can't because whenever it says everlasting life in John 3.16, that everlasting means forever, eternal. That means that it's not going, there's not an eraser on the pencil that wrote your name down in the book. So, I mean, Pastor Mike, what's your take on that whole topic of once saved, always saved? Well, anything we believe, we have to back it up with the Word of God. Absolutely. And God's Word plainly states to us, and I could give numerous scriptures, um, you know, that once we start a relationship, we ask Him into our heart to save us. Mm -hmm. That word everlasting life means eternal, mm -hmm. everlasting, forever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's numerous stuff, and we'll probably get to more scriptures in a minute, but I love John chapter 10, verse 27 and 28, where he says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, mm -hmm. and they shall never perish. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean that we're not going to mess up? Absolutely not. We do live in this flesh. But it also, just because you're saved, don't give us a license to go out and live any way we want to. Right, absolutely. And I think that's where sometimes, uh, you know, the once saved, always saved, eternal security 
I think where that's where it kind of gets misconstrued a lot of times that mm -hmm. people think that, you know, okay, I got saved today, I can live however I want to, mm -hmm. and because I got saved, I'll be fine. Um, and that to me is such a, a false doctrine that gets, you know, quickly thrown out there. Um, if you're truly a child of God, mm -hmm. nobody can take you out of his hand. Right. But if you're truly a child of God, mm -hmm. You don't want to do anything that's going to bring a shame or reproach upon his name. Right. When you realize what he done for you, mm -hmm. that he reached down out of the mire, mm -hmm. lifted you out of it, saved you, saved you from a, an eternal hell. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go there anymore. Then, you know what? You're not your own anymore. Yeah. You've been bought with a price. And he tells us, therefore, we're to glorify God with our body and our spirit, which are God's. Mm -hmm. We're not our own. We we don't have the right to do anything to bring shame and reproach upon his name. Right, absolutely. And, so, yeah, and to add to that, too, I mean, it always goes back to this verse, and I'm sure, I don't know if anybody's listened to the other podcast or not, but I probably bring it up a lot. Um, but it's just a small verse that says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Yeah. It's simple, you know. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is the way we show our love to him. If we aren't keeping his commandments and we're not showing love to him, then how is that evidence that we are a child of God? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times, and this is a big, big situation that we're all going to come to. One day we are all going to be judged. A hundred percent, everybody will be judged. But here's the difference though. You're going to go one of two directions. Mm -hmm. Either you're going to get to go through the gates or you're going to get to go through the gates of hell. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing about it. Whenever it's Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 and 23, verse 23 says, oh, Lord, my phone literally just glitched on. Yeah, okay, I got it. Go. You got it? Read it for me. I thought I did. Oh, here, I got it. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. So this whole thing of once saved, always saved, if you lost your salvation at some point in time, you were saved. So he would have known you at some point in time, right? So if he never knew you, you were never actually saved. Mm -hmm. And that's and, something and right that you have that, to know. And right before that, too, it said, you know, have we not cast out devils in your name mm -hmm. and all these works mm -hmm. um, that you see? But that wasn't true salvation. That was um, works of man more so than works of God. Um, Absolutely. And it, I mean, we even talked about it on our last podcast that our own righteousness is as filthy rags. Right. I mean, there's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that you can do, Brother Matthew, that will ever get us into heaven. It was through the bought, paid price of Jesus' blood that covers us, that washed away our sins, Amen. that has paid our debt that we, could, we couldn't take out a big enough loan <laughs> to pay for that. That's right. But I mean, what's your take on that whole topic, Matthew? Well, um, the first thing I think of, and I've been thinking about this today, um, there's what you're taught and what you learn. Um, a friend of mine, we went to uh, college together over here in Northwestern uh, back when we were right out of high school. And um, he was from a church that taught that. And I was from a church that didn't teach that mm -hmm. and taught that, you know, his grace is sufficient. And it, you know, you're saved because of His grace, not because of what you've done. Mm -hmm. And um, but we were at, we were really good friends, but we argued that point and argued. And then I didn't have the sense to stop, you know, mm -hmm. and nearly got upset with each other. But he was so adamant about it because he was taught that, 
But when I learned what God's grace did for me, mm-hmm. it wasn't just what I was taught. It's what I learned and what I accepted mm-hmm. as my faith. Um, you got to get down to the ground foundation and ask those people that believe that, is that what you're taught every week or is that what you really believe? Mm-hmm. Because why can we believe in a God that loves us, mm-hmm. that gave his son to die for us, and to have faith in a God that will not keep his promise? Yeah. And um, that's one thing that, you know, when God showed me that, and it went along with just, you know, trust in my salvation period, is that the scriptures is what got me there. Mm-hmm. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If we confess, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth in righteousness, with the mouth confession is made in salvation. So it takes more than just being taught that. It takes learning it and trusting it. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that what's happened in these churches, if you go way back to a certain point, someone believed that it was the best way to keep people from doing wrong was to tell them that they'll lose it mm-hmm. so it's more of a deterrent yeah and I'm, I'm not saying that's exactly what happened but, i mean that's a but that's a good reason behind it in though. my mind what makes sense to me is if i'm a leadership position and you know i've got the power for people to listen to me or whatever you know the influence then i come along with the idea well people are making mistakes so i'm going to tell them that they shouldn't make mistakes or mm-hmm. they'll lose it all mm-hmm. Yeah, and that sounds twisted, but the devil can use that. Oh, absolutely, the devil can he can use a a man of God or someone that claims to be a man of God to preach something that is not really true, mm-hmm. and then you get a whole denomination from it or a whole belief from it. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm afraid that's what's ha- what happened because these people that believe that way, that believe that you can lose it, are adamant about it because their preacher tells them they are. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because they believe it in their soul. Maybe they do. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine having peace. But knowing I might lose it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What's That's not peace. No, it's not. That's not faith. Mm-hmm. If I've... by grace for you save through faith, if I don't have enough faith for, to trust God to save me eternally, mm-hmm. then did I really get saved to start with? Right. Absolutely. And, that's and, just my question. I don't know. And that goes into this thought I put down. Um, I have... Google Docs on my phone so anytime I think of something I'll plug it in there real quick before I forget about it but um, I I thought about this this week when we're planning on doing this is I feel like if if you believe that you lose your salvation it really doesn't stress the importance of salvation Mm -hmm. right um, if it's something that you give or you you can do and then it takes away and then you can do and it takes away mm-hmm. um it's just like any other thing we do during the week you know it turns into a routine it's mm-hmm. not and we talked about this before we started recording um it's healthy to ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. every day that's mm-hmm. that's a healthy thing to do in your relationship with god i have to um ask rachel to forgive me whenever i wrong her you mm-hmm. know and that's healthy you know that doesn't make her not my wife <laughs> yeah. If if I don't exactly. ask her to forgive me, it doesn't make her not my wife. That's right. Too many times. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but I I I feel like whenever you get into um, the idea that 
you can lose your salvation and you have to get it after every time you sin. Um, your first or your salvation, whenever you ask that again, that's not a very strong salvation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's not grounded. That's not, um, you know, that's not eternal. That's right. something that's wavering. That's right. Um, and, and we know God's not that. So that really almost puts works, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what you do, you know, that's putting the power on you mm-hmm. to keep you saved. Exactly. You know, yeah. and we don't have the power to save ourselves, and we don't have the power to keep us saved. Mm-hmm. You know, he puts mm-hmm. us in his hand, and he says, no one can pluck you out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I heard someone say one time, well, I can pluck myself out of God's hands. Mm-hmm. Well, he says, no man can pluck you out of my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get the power to pluck yourself out. We don't have the power to save ourselves. Right. You know, salvation comes through Jesus Christ through him alone. Period. Mm-hmm. Plus nothing, minus nothing. That's right. And so when you recognize Paul put it like this over in Second Timothy 1 and verse 12, he said, I know in whom I have believed. Mm-hmm. And I am persuaded that he's able <laughs> to keep that which I have committed to yeah. him. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you make a personal you know, commitment to follow the Lord and you ask him to save you, you then it takes it out of your hands. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's the one that does the saving and he's the one that has the power to, to keep us safe. He tells us that he seals us till the day of redemption. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you could take yourself out of God's hands, then God's word wouldn't be true. Mm-hmm. Period. It wouldn't be true. Right. And if God's word's not true, then everything we believed up to now, exactly. you know, is void and in vain. Mm-hmm. You know? But we do know that God can't lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we can't we know that. And you go to, you know, Titus one and verse two, it says, In hope of eternal life in which God, who cannot lie, mm-hmm. promised before the world began. That's right. You know, so that's a promise that he makes to you and me. Mm-hmm. You know? And just because we're saved, does that mean that we can do what we know? You know, we need to clarify that. Mm-hmm. And I will be honest with you about something. For someone that you know thinks they can lose their salvation, most of the time they live a cleaner, holier life yeah. because they're more conscious and aware of trying not to mess up. You know, and sometimes somebody that thinks, well. You know, I'm saved. I can do whatever I want to. Right. They don't. They just you know kind of go fly by day, day or whatever. You know, and live however they want to. Well, if you truly have a relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about truly have a relationship, and you've got the Holy Spirit that indwells you, you know, then He's going to guide you and direct you. Right. And you know, before you ever step out of boundaries with Him. Thank God we have the Holy Spirit that will convict us, mm-hmm. you know, that will deal with our heart. Oh, absolutely. You know, and you know, in a minute we'll talk about <clears throat> chastisement, but if you're his child and you do step out of boundaries with him, then, you know, then he's going to chasten you. Why? Because he loves you. That's right. yep. He's your father. I don't care what my boys ever do, mm-hmm. you know, they could, you know, desert me, never have nothing else to do with me, but I'm telling you, they'll always be part of the angel family. Yes, yeah. right. ain't nothing they can do to take themselves out of the angel family because right. they've been birthed into it. Yeah. And when you get birthed into the family of God, mm-hmm. listen, the Bible talks about how that we're adopted into his family. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been accepted into the blood. And when you get saved, truly born again, there ain't nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. The blood is permanent. Yeah. You know? And, and that's the argument many people who 
don't have or don't believe in once saved always saved would always goes back to is um well since you're saved you can just go do whatever you want and that's mm-hmm. the argument they always go to and they're like i don't believe that you know i don't believe um that you can do that and still you know be a son of god and um it just baffles me because um we have all these scriptures about eternal life and stuff like that but I can understand because I've known many people that believe that don't believe in once saved always saved and too many times we try to visualize God and we've talked about this on mm-hmm. podcasts we talked about this in Sunday school uh, I feel like it's the same talking talking points I always bring <laughs> up but they're relatable to everything we talk about apparently Literally, so yeah um but uh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, that's all right. I've actually been thinking all week, you know, most people that, you know, try to live the once saved, always saved, a lot of times, you know, they're, you know, giving an example of, you know, it takes so much work in order to earn that salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you've got, you got to go to the job, you know, nine to five, you know, nine to five, I'm working to get my salvation. That way I don't lose it. And a lot of times that deters people because people, which, once again, nobody will ever be perfect. There's only one man that walked this earth that was perfect. But nobody's ever going to be perfect. And a lot of times, you know, people think that they've got to get right. They've got to wear a certain piece of clothing. They've got to, you know, be clean shaven. You know, they got to have short hair. It does not matter what you look like. If you walk in, I mean, I'm not saying walk into this church in a <laughs> bikini. I'm not saying that. But what Did I am saying is, <laughs> but what I am saying is that it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter yeah. where you've come from. It doesn't matter how you look. What matters is your relationship with God. I mean, it even says in it's in one of the Samuels. I'm not. <laughs> I, I literally just blanked on it. But God doesn't look on your outward yeah. opinions. He opinions appearance. Yeah. He looks on your heart. Yeah. Your heart is where the Holy Spirit lives. If you don't have that Holy Spirit dwelling within you, yeah. you don't have that relationship. Then you're dead. That's why you are right. born again. Right. You were born on this earth, but you need to be born into the family of God right. in order to enter the kingdom of heaven one day. Yeah. yeah. I th- I think what I was trying to say a second ago is um. Too many times people think that um, because you, you know, you go astray and you lose your salvation, um, that it's by works that you are saved. That's how it kind of comes across. And they always go to, um, you know, since you're saved, go do whatever you want. But you can also look at that on the other side where if you think you have to keep getting saved, well... It goes back to the whole phrase, you know, ask forgiveness later. (laughs) And you can look at it the same way. People who think that way aren't viewing it correctly, aren't viewing it through a biblical sense. They're viewing it through the way man sees stuff, Um, not necessarily the way God shows us in Mm -hmm. the Bible. And I'm guilty of that many times is um, I'll try to look at something and think something on some about something like it makes sense to us if somebody wrongs me i don't want to have nothing to do with them anymore and sometimes we think god's like that and he's not he's not um and i I put on here too um another kind of talking point from people i've discussed this with that believe that you can lose your salvation um i 
put on here that a lot of times those people don't view sin equally. Mm-hmm. They don't, um, you know, they have the mindset that some sins are worse than other sins. In our eyes, it is, right? The way we see it, it's exactly right. But any sin that we commit is against God, no matter how how little that we see it or how big we see it. It's still sin to God. And James 2.10, it says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the main one I always would go back to with people who tell me that. you know, Because I'll ask them, I'll be like, So you believe you can lose your salvation. You're not perfect, right? You sin every day. You know, sometimes you sin not necessarily knowingly that you sin, and then you look back on the end of the day and you're like, "Ah, I probably shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. So in that case, if you were to die, as soon as you did that sin, even if it's a small sin, say, um, Say I made up a lie about something. If I was to die right after that, I'll ask them, do you think that I would go to hell for that? And they would tell me, yes, because you hadn't repented for that sin. And Or no, they would say no because it's not, um, because it's not like something else. You know, It's not as bad as something else. Mm-hmm. And then you ask them, well, if... You were killing somebody and you died. You say you had a heart attack right in the middle of killing somebody. Would you go to heaven or hell? And, um, and you know, they're going to be like, no, you would go to hell because you hadn't repented of that sin. Well, um, I'm sorry. I'm just all over the place. You're okay. Um, but you would go to hell for that sin that you did. You know, completely looking over all the other little sins that you've done throughout the day and didn't ask forgiveness for. If, say, if if you're living by that standard, anytime you die, you would go to hell because you're going to be living in sin no matter what. Um, I think a problem with that thought process for a lot of people, first of all, it's lack of education mm -hmm. in the scriptures, but sin is a condition, Mm -hmm. it's not just actions. Um, our sinful condition, like Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, says, And you had to quicken who were dead in trespasses and sin. So if you believe, you, you know, you sin and you're, you're lost again, then you've completely reverted back to that condition before Christ brought you to life. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly alive and dead, alive and dead. So it don't make sense And when you start to study the scriptures and think, wait a minute, so... If I do this one little transgression, then I've died completely mm-hmm. back into the condition I was before. Um, and so people have got the wrong interpretation of sin. Sin is a condition. You're saved from sin, forgiven of your sin. So if you do sin afterward, it's like trying on a coat that's too small. It don't fit. Mm-hmm. It's wrong, and it and it you know it's against the flesh. It's you know it's, your soul is saved. But you've committed a sin; it don't fit the same way it used to. Mm-hmm. Sin worked different before you're, you know. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that we, where the chastisement comes in later, is that we've, you know, got to learn. 
you know, that that don't fit no more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, before it worked, it, you know, because we, we were bathing in sin, you know, like the scriptures talk about. We were, you know, we walked according to the um, course of this world, according to the flesh and all that stuff, just showered in sin when we were lost. Mm-hmm. But when he cleansed us with his blood, that sin don't work the same way no more. Mm-hmm. It still afflicts our minds and our, our bodies, and, you know, it, it affects our relationship with him. You know, in a in a way, but the fact is that it don't fit. But people look at sin as like, you know, I, like the Jews did. did mm-hmm. You know, when they did with the laws, they would tie a knot every time they mastered a law. But problem is, they needed to untie it the next day because they probably broke it. You know, mm-hmm. there it's an endless effort to try to be perfect, and you're not, mm-hmm. um, because you know this flesh is going to be a fight with the spirit. The Spirit is production of what the Holy Spirit comes out of you, the mm-hmm. fruit of the Spirit. That's not something you do, but that He does through you. Mm-hmm. Love, joy, peace, those things aren't there before Christ. Mm-hmm. It's part of the Holy Spirit that pours out of you and grows out of you. And um, that's that's the conflict people have is that you're right. They look at sin the wrong way. They look at it as, you know, a checklist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might master one today, but you're going to break three tomorrow. Yep. You know, it's just the nature of who we are. We need to learn how to go towards Christ. And the more we go towards Christ, the less we want the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the that's the conflict that we'll face till we live, leave this world. And, Absolutely. And the thing, too, is uh, with something as absurd as a Christian killing somebody, mm-hmm. it's like you can evaluate that as... Are they really a Christian? <laughs> you, know? you wonder, don't you? You know, I mean, but yeah. there's so many right. situations that I, none of it's right. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's so many situations. I mean, you know, you might have somebody that takes their life, but they may have come to a point where they feel like that nobody cares, and and they've gotten so far away from the voice of God. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you all you have is their testimony, mm-hmm. and you you pray that, you know, and you hope that that what they had was true but um yeah i mean there's there's instances like you're saying you don't know for sure yeah mm-hmm. um but it makes makes you wonder yes yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a personal salvation yeah Has i want to interject that? something with this yeah because it really just kind of everything we've said so far kind of puts it in a nutshell you know sin what does sin do it breaks fellowship with god mm-hmm. and what so many people, you know, with what the topic we're talking about and what you, you're saying is if you sin, you lose your salvation. You know, what people don't understand is there's a difference between fellowship and relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, when you sin, it breaks fellowship with God, you know, that communion time with God, but it doesn't break relationship, mm-hmm. you know. You're always his child. Mm-hmm. If you're birthed into his family, if you have, by faith, done what God's word says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord and you believe with your heart, all those things that we've talked about, you know, when you do what God's word says, you get birthed into the family of God, now you become his child. Mm-hmm. He's your heavenly father. We're his sons. We're his daughters. You know, we're his children. And so that's relationship. Mm-hmm. He'll always be your heavenly father, you know. And so, can you do things to break that relationship? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You'll always be your dad's son. You'll always, you know, we all understand that. 
but we can do things to hinder our fellowship with him, our time of communion with him. You know, that's why I say, you know, and Brother Matthew just made a great point, the closer we get to the Lord and our relationship with him, the more we grow, the more that our heart's going to be set on striving to do right, to live right, you know, you more, you know, connected with him, less connected with the world. Mm -hmm. You don't set your affections on the world. You set them on things above. You know, you grow in his word. You want to grow that relationship. But yeah, every one of us, we mess up, you know, and you're right, we do want to categorize, but the Bible says in James 4 and verse 17, I believe it is, to him that knows to do good and to do it not, it's sin, period, you know? And, you know, we want to put, you know, adultery and all these different things. We want to put those as, like, big sins. But, you know, I know to do, you know, the things that God requires me. He requires me to study his word. That's the good thing to do. He requires of me to pray and, you know, to work on my relationship. If I don't, you know, just to be honest, all those little things, you know, that, we, you know, that he requires, those are to doing good. And if you don't do those things, it's sin. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in this flesh. Ain't nobody perfect down here. Absolutely Just the Lord. None of us are perfect. I just preach a message on trying to avoid spiritual failure. Mm -hmm. You know, we all mess up. But thank God His grace is sufficient for us, you know? Absolutely. Thank God that He loves us so much Mm -hmm. that, you know, He's willing to give us a second chance or, you know, to give grace and to give mercy that's new every morning. Amen. Yeah, and you know, another thing is people say that they need to take the blood out of Christianity. A lot of the newer age churches, the churches that are essentially full of blasphemy, they're literally a fake church, essentially. Have you ever tried washing your dishes without Dawn dish detergent? (laughs) Have you ever tried cutting your grass without a lawnmower blade? Have you ever tried cutting your hair without hair clippers? It don't work. You need that thing. You need the blood and the religion. And that's something that, this actually kind of goes back with the world of confusion and the episode before that on the state of churches today is that when you take the blood out, it's just like taking the blood out of your body. When you take the blood out of your body, you're dead. dead. That's mm-hmm. right. There is no life. But through Jesus' blood, That's right. That's it. there is life. Yeah. Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. Literally, number one, if you struggle with addictions, been there, done that. You don't have to be perfect the day you get saved, but it is through Jesus. Jesus is the way to get through those Mm -hmm. addictions, to get past them. And once you get past them, once you start that relationship, that's when you start your new life. And that's what I'm so grateful for, that as rotten as all of us are in this room, yet he loved us enough, even though we will never, ever deserve anything that he did for us. But yet he still loved us even more. Yeah, that's good. And to add on to that, um, you know, Paul says to, you know, Paul doesn't say this, this is me saying this, but the closer you get to him, the more likely you're going to be doing those things that we're commanded of God to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But we still deal with flesh. You know, Paul tells us, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Um, And so when we do fall short, there are repercussions that come from that mm-hmm. and um it's important and to kind of preface this god only chastises those who are his children of god mm-hmm. the bible teaches us that if 
God doesn't chastise you after you sin, then you're not a child of God. That's you're right. a bastard. Right. Um, and it explicitly says that in the Bible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and to go back to um, even Old Testament, you can see how um, people started chasing their own desires instead of chasing God's. You can look at David, you know, um, he followed his own desires with Bathsheba, and God took away his son. Yeah. You know, you can look at Solomon, how he was marrying all the wives of different religions and stuff, and he punished him for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God chastises his sons mm-hmm. and daughters. He chastises them because he loves them and because they are child children. Um, if you're listening to this, I don't know how many people listen to it or whatever, but if you're listening to this and you can willfully sin and um, do the things that aren't pleasing to God and you can disobey all of his commandments in there, if you can do that without conviction and without chastisement, then you need to reevaluate your salvation. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, when, when I sin, I feel strong conviction before I sin. Sometimes I still slip up. Yes, sir. Um, but every time... I can look back on things that I've done in my past when I knew I shouldn't have been doing it, like you talked about a second ago, and I can see how God allowed things to happen in my life to show me, hey, you didn't need to be doing that. That's right. Um, And uh, God God chastises his sons and daughters. It's not because he... um, It's not because he wants to see us in pain it's not because he wants to see us suffer you know bible says lord's yeah bible says he's not willing that any should perish you know Mm -hmm. he doesn't want us to suffer but it's because of the consequences of our own actions that he allows stuff to come into our life and um this one's i mean this point's huge for me because i've learned a lot by kind of digging into this and studying it for myself I have anything you want to add to that? Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's off of my head. It just shows, you know, again, he's a good father. Yes. And some people would say, well, you know, how can God, you say God loves you if he chastens you, if he disciplines you, if he, you know, reproves you, you know, when you do wrong. But look at it in a relationship between an earthly parent and a child. Mm-hmm. You love your child so much that you set boundaries, guidelines, rules. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard the saying that rules without relationship lead to rebellion. Mm -hmm. Well, God gives us his standard in his word and we have relationship with him, but if we ever step out of line with God's boundaries, because he loves us, he wants to keep us from going down a path of destruction mm-hmm. you know he really it's for our good mm-hmm. we don't realize that sometimes but you know maybe because people are watching our life you know it, they see us maybe going away from the Lord or or you know making decisions that we shouldn't be making well it don't just affect us mm-hmm. you know it affects so many other people around us people that are watching us it can affect our family of course affect us ourselves but he loves us so much that he's willing to discipline us you know, mm-hmm. because you know what the end result is? He wants us to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. He wants us to bring him honor and glory. He wants us to live a life that's pleasant.
pleasing to him, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, thank God that he chastens us. Absolutely. I mean, how do you know you're doing so? I mean, obviously it says it plain as day mm-hmm. what is wrong and what is right. But also, how do you not learn or how do you learn uh-huh. from it? A lot, I mean, it's just like, you know, riding your bike. You're going to get on, you're going to take the training wheels off, and you're going to fall, and you're yeah. going to face plant, you're going to skin your knee up, but you're going to learn from that. That's right. That's right. You've got to go through some pain yeah. in order to learn something sometimes. Yeah. And that's why he calls us the sheep. Um, he's the great shepherd, is because we need to be led mm-hmm. when we stray. We uh, become someone others see and they may draw off in the same direction. Mm-hmm. We need to be corrected and brought back, not just because he wants us in the flock, but because he cares about each one of his sheep. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he said, he left the 99 for the one, mm-hmm. um, and he has to treat us that way because we will look for greener grass and think it's better, mm-hmm. and that's the way the devil treats us is a sheep looking for greener grass. Yep. And we go off after that, and we find out it's not worth it. Yeah. But we may have to pay a price. You may have to break our leg to get us and carry us back till uh-huh. we heal to learn our lesson. Yeah. Sadly, some people go to the point where he has to do more. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've been there too. Um, but that's the love of the shepherd is he wants to take us by the uh, the into greener pastures. He wants to lead us beside the still waters. He yeah. wants to carry us through the valley of the shadow of death mm-hmm. and wants to demonstrate his love it's like ephesians going back to ephesians the later part of it talks about how he wants to show his riches and grace in our lives for the in the ages to come he wants to display every bit of his love for us Mm -hmm. in all the ways he can possibly show us and if we're not careful we'll look for a a a counterfeit Mm -hmm. to his love by something in this world that does not pay Mm -hmm. When he's got so much he wants to give us, so it's not just guidelines and rules just because I want you to be right. It's because I want to show you my love and everything I did for you in the the most possible way. All the blessings we've we've probably forfeited because Mm -hmm. we chose a counterfeit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like we talk about the storehouse of blessed things in heaven probably the Lord wanted to pour on us, but we were stubborn. Mm-hmm. And we chose the wrong path, and and you know I know that hurts the heart of God, when we, you know we, choose something else over Him, but that's why He He wants to give us everything that He has in store for us. Absolutely. And you know we're gonna learn the hard way or the easy way. <laughs> you saying all that, um, it goes with my next point that I had on here, but it makes me think of the prodigal son, you know how he had it so good. Mm-hmm with his dad but he thought his way was better and I mean even to go above that God does the same thing with us he loves us enough to let us choose our own way yes Mm -hmm. that's right and too many times when we choose our own way instead of following the father keep Mm -hmm. going in his way we end up in that hog pen yeah yeah we we go and you know the prodigal son is a symbol of a sheep astray and he is you can almost look at them side by side um but the thing i love is that even though he had gone into that hog pen he had taken inheritance we can look at that as almost defaming jesus when we sin in real life um 
even when he was at that lowest point, he was still the son That's right. mm-hmm. of the father. And <laughs> when he acknowledged that and when he realized that, um, it's almost like asking forgiveness for me. That The prodigal son is like a huge biblical text in my life mm-hmm. because I know many times I've gone astray and I've had to come to that realization that I'm at this low point and I'm there because it's my fault. Yes. Mm-hmm. But every single time I go to God unworthily, like, unworthily, like I'm sorry, I, I don't deserve for you to accept me back. Right. But every single time he runs to him and accepts <laughs> yeah. him. You know, he That's runs, but like you know, he he comes to welcome me back to him, yeah. Yeah. and I was never not his son. Yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't with him. That's right. Um, Absolutely. And so that's why my life was so bad yeah. was because I wasn't with him. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And, um, you know, there, I just, I feel the need to say this. There might be somebody that may be listening to this that's out there that, you know, has turned down the wrong path, that has gone down the wrong way and has gotten far from God. But also, it only takes one step. It only takes a 180-degree turn yeah. just to get back to where you are. And like I said on our last podcast, and I'll probably say it every single episode for the rest of the time that God allows us, which thank God that, you know, God has, you know, made a way for this to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nothing that you and me could have done. It was all through Him that this is being able to be happening right now. But, you know, it... If you have any questions, you know, it, it doesn't have to be me or Tyler that answers these questions. You know, at the bottom of the page, if I'm correct, there's an email slot where you can, you know, put in um, yeah. comments or you can ask questions. Feel free. You can email in there. You can post in that. And you, any questions that you guys have, you know, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Well, also today's the day to make the 180 degree turn and get yeah. your life back. Yeah, the Bible, the Bible also says, too, that we should be able to have an answer to yeah. questions Always that believers have. And so that's the whole purpose of this mm-hmm. podcast is to grow closer to God so that we can face questions yeah. that we yeah. face in the world um, and have respectable answers to battle that's the right. doubt, to battle the, um, the, the worldly um, persuasions that's right. in people's lives. Um, but, yeah, definitely... Definitely check out the um, the submission form on the uh, on the website. Um, Absolutely, and if um, you guys have any questions, you know, even if it's you know just you know um, where can I find this? If you can't find it on Google, or hey, what does this mean? You know, any questions are welcome. We are not there is no dumb questions here whatsoever. Right. But um, Tyler. Uh, I think that's been it for our podcast. This has been a pretty good episode, you guys. Awesome. Y'all got anything you want to add? Or anything? Uh, there's just one thing. You keep talking about the prodigal, and you have to remember, you know, the hog pen is where God got his attention. That's right. Um, but if you remember in the hog pen, there's a key word there. It says that he remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, when you've had that, that fellowship and that relationship with God and you strayed away from him, there's going to come a time in your life mm-hmm. when you're going to hit the bottom, That's right. you know. But you can remember what it's like to be in fellowship, That's what right. it was like, the joy you had, you know, the peace that you had, knowing you was in fellowship with God. And it's that prodigal. I love where he said, you know, 
I'm not even worthy to be his son, but I'm going to go back to my father mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask him if I can just be one of his hired servants. Yeah. You know, and listen, when, when he, I could just see him going down the road, you know, probably wringing his hands and thinking, you know, you know I, I get what I deserve. My dad, you know, my father he ain't going to have nothing to do with me. Yeah. Probably ain't even going to want me back. You know, what he didn't realize is the whole time no father was knew he was coming back home. Yeah, right. You know, and there's been times in my life when I strayed that you know, the Lord knew I was coming back. Mm-hmm. He knew just exactly what to orchestrate in my life to get me back. Because he loves me that much. That's right. You know? yes. And so I say thank God for a hog pen. Because I'm telling you, I've been in the hog pen before. And, uh, you know, there's been times that, like with my own children that I prayed, you know, God, get them in a hog pen so that they'll come to themselves and they'll get back with you. Mm-hmm. You know, they need that relationship. So this has been really good. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you guys so much for being yeah. on here again. Yes, um, thank you for having us. And um, guys, until next time, um, this is the CBC Unspoken Podcast. Brother Mike, would you mind praying us out? Yeah, absolutely. Father, thank you so much for just a, a good evening together Lord, with some brothers in Christ. Lord, for the podcast, thank you, Lord, for everyone that's going to hear, Lord, that we'll be able to... Lord, this is not about controversy, Lord. This is just taking you at your word, and Lord, just to rightly divide your word. And so, Lord, I just thank you for, a, Lord, for fellowship that we have with you. Thank you for being my father. Lord, I'm grateful that you saved me, not because of anything I've done. I'm not deserving or even worthy, but I'm grateful to know that through the blood of Jesus Christ, you make us worthy. You make us a fit candidate for the kingdom of heaven, and we're forever grateful for that. Thank you for all you do for us. Lord, I pray you just bless us throughout the rest of the evening. Give us a good rest of the week, and we'll be forever indebted to you for all that you do for us. We love you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Nobody but Jesus